Hey, good morning. Hey, sleepy. Hey, you ready to get up and go? You want some breakfast? All right, let's get the day started. Let's go. Why, hello there, friends. I am Tori Phantom here with my husband, Jimothy. That is me. That is you, and we are hosting the Phantom Family Podcast. Yes, we are. Thank you for joining us and hanging out with us and spending your time with the Phantom Family. Yes, we are a family that you are now a part of, so uh, you're welcome or sorry, whatever feels best for you. <laughs> are they adopted? <laughs> are they in-laws? Are they, are they new blood? To be determined. Okay, TBD. Yeah, I okay. don't. I don't really know. I think that's for the listener to decide how they want to relate to our family tree. Okay, but what if they did decide they wanted to be new blood? Would they have to take our? I blood? am not really understanding what that term means, and I don't know that I want to. It's kind of spooky season, Listen, and you're into some weird things. I've so. been doing a lot of vampire research, just just making sure. Of course, just honestly, like that's not shocking to me at all. You got to stay on top of these things. I remember back in like the early 2000s using um this one social media called vampire freaks oh my goodness did, did you ever use vampire I've freaks never heard of it yeah i feel like it was a very 2006 2007 thing for for the real emos <laughs> i vampire freaks was like my space for Worst people. Freaks. No, <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. If you, if you out there in the podcast world were a vampire freaks user, please let me know so that I can tell Jim it wasn't only me. <laughs> vampire freaks was a previously a social networking site created by owner Jet Barrelson in 1999. It began with a small number of forums dedicated to goth and industrial music. Over the years, it grew to be a large social network with thousands of members. Thousands. Vampirefreaks.com. Yeah. It looks like it ended in 2019, maybe. It was a social media network and a clothing store. The social network element was removed in February 2020. Man, COVID ruined everything. For real. For real. But Vampire Freaks, uh, I was I was on that. Yeah, so. hit us up. If you were a former Vampire Freak, <laughs> let us know. Hit us on the Twitters, on the Let the us know. Whatevers. You can even let us know via voice message over on yes. Anchor. We have a really cool thing on our Anchor landing page. Jim, what is the URL for that? If you well, you can follow the link wherever you're listening to this. There is a link to the anchor voice messaging page, but you can get there to anchor.fm. Hang on, I gotta look it up now. Anchor.fm slash phantom hyphen family hyphen podcast. And it's all I right hope there. That, I hope you pulled out the notepad on your phone or listening device at this very moment to Honest. write that down so you could send me a voice message and say, I was a vampire freak too. I, I'm really, I hope at least one other person was. Don't, you don't even have to use the notepad. <laughs> Just whatever you're listening to this on, click on that. Click the description. There is a link in every description of every episode for this to, and to even get to that even page. if you don't want to tell us about vampire freaks, we still want to hear from you. There's also a link to help support us financially on there. I don't want to, you know, you know, beg for money or anything. But we do have a new supporter this month. Yeah, Sienna Tipton. We do. Thank, Thank you, you so much. We love you. You join the ranks. We love you. We are we are trying to. 
upgrade our podcasting situation. We kind of, we have a weird studio. We'll have to take some pictures, post that to our socials. Tori, can I say thank you for calling this a studio? (laughs) We have a mixer and microphones. It's a studio. It's a studio. We're going to call it a studio. We're going to go with that. That's the story. We're We're sticking to it. We're trying to upgrade some things to make this easier on us and also to sound better for you. And so if you want to support, you can. And if you don't want to or can't, that's okay, too. We're still glad you're here, friends. Yes, yes, indeed. And you know what? We have a new sponsor. We do. We do have a new sponsor. We are now sponsored by Audible. And if you want a free trial, if you've never used Audible before, all you got to do is log in with your Amazon account. Go to audibletrial.com slash phantom, P-H-A-N-T-O-M, and you can get a free month of Audible. It gives you a free download for any book in the store. If you're a Prime member, I actually think it gives you two free books, so that's pretty cool. And then you get, after that, it's $14.99 a month, but it does give you a credit for any download in the store. Every month you get a new book. And and that is cheaper than buying a brand new hardcover book once a month at the bookstore. Yes, it certainly is. All right, Tori. So, what are we talking about this week? Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T? Find out what it means to me. Wow, tone it down there. You're disrespecting my ears. Okay, well, honestly, though, I wanted to talk about respect because I feel like a lot of folks, when they're talking about kids, it's like, how do I get them to be obedient? They're not respecting me. And I'm like, but... Uh, how are you? What are? What is respect to you? Like honestly, find out like find out what it means to you. But so here's what I did, Jim, to get ready for this show. What'd you do? Uh, I I looked up the actual dictionary definition of respect. Ah, what did old Merriam-Webster have to say about this? It is a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. Another definition, regard for one's feelings, wishes, rights, or traditions, agreeing to recognize and abide by. So it's literally just like, hey, you do cool things and I like you. I respect you because of that because you have shown me you are someone that I should respect and now I respect you and I think that's something that I really like to consider in parenting so what you're saying is respect is earned not given exactly you can't demand respect if you demand respect you're likely only going to have someone pretend to respect you but in in all honesty they they might disrespect you behind your back yeah they're gonna find pictures of you and draw (laughs) fake mustaches fake mustaches they're gonna black out your teeth (laughs) Or they're afraid of you. Or they'll give pirate eye patches over your (laughs) eye. They'll deface all your images. Yeah, they're going to find your high school yearbooks. Oh, Mm. my goodness. I keep mine locked up upstairs in my house. You're never going to find it. They're on our bookshelf. Unless you come over, I'll gladly show it to you (laughs) because I was cool. I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm still not. Yeah, you kind of look exactly the same, but now you have orange hair. I have less hair and more orangish hair. Yeah. During the recording of this, this, this... This hair will age like milk, let me tell you. Probably. But either way, I just thought this was a a really interesting topic to discuss because I think 
the old school parenting methods kind of were like demand respect from your kids. Like, do what I say because I said so. Yeah. Why? Because it's I not, said so. It's not a good reason. Like, if a kid asks why, I answer the question why. Is that frustrating sometimes? Sure. Is there a point where my kid is asking why just to ask why and I recognize that and then we laugh together and I'm like, bro. And then we move on. Yeah, totally. But if my kid is genuinely asking me why, I'm going to tell them why because they're smart humans. And if they want to know why, they deserve to know why, right? Yeah, but our oldest definitely, she she gets to be a little whiny sometimes. God love her. You know, we have 100% love her. But she is a little whiny butt occasionally. And you can tell her, hey, I need you to not do this because this will happen. Why? I, I, just, I just told you why, dude. So here's the thing that I do, though, Jim. Because she she does get whiny. All of them get whiny. But as the, at the same time, the way I consider it is so do you and I. That's that's being a human. No, I know. Humans are whiny. Like, that's the thing is I think there's this, this unrealistic standard when we look at children where we say they should be happy all the time. They should be positive all the time. They're not allowed to have a bad day. They're not allowed to have a bad attitude. They're not allowed to ask why. But then we look at the way that adults are who are allowed to do all of those things. And it, I don't understand the double standard. It is a small human. They're learning to be human. We should have more patience with them. Like, I am more patient with the kids than I am with you. The kids leave something out. I'm like, hey, like, remember, you're supposed to do this. And you leave something out. And I'm like, Jimothy, you are 36 years old. You're, 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 <laughs> that's true. You are softer at it than me because I am, I'm just very direct. I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm stern, but I'm not mean about it. Cause right. I'll, I'll say the stuff like, where do we eat? Hey, where do we eat? Or, you know, when we, we have to give context for that because our kids like to eat wherever they are. Like they, and just, they, make they just they wander with the food. And we're always like we eat in the dining room or the kitchen. That's why so I come home every day and there are crumbs all over the couch. Just, well, that's probably for me, honestly. I do be eating on the couch. Where do we eat, Tori? On the couch. Where are we supposed to eat? Not on the couch. That's right. I'm a grown up. You are not respecting me. <laughs> this this whole thing is just caved in on us. <laughs> But my, my favorite is, thing. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Continue. I'm going to. Um, <laughs> my favorite thing to say to them is when they get up and they leave, like when she goes back to her room to go straight back to her iPad after dinner and I'm still sitting there, you know, I'll call for her. I'm like, hey, are you done eating? And like, yeah. Oh, I didn't know because you left your plate on the table. I thought maybe you were still snacking or something. We live in a very sarcastic household. Yeah. But the fun thing is, is, is that's a thing that I always feel like I need to kind of like explain because I think a lot of the things, the stories we tell kind of seem like, you guys kind of seem like jerks, but it's never, it's never to be mean. It is very much in a laugh with me way. Yeah. And if it seems we're very good at reading the room because we do very much value and care for our kids' feelings. So if we're making a joke and our kid doesn't seem to get the joke, we are immediately going to change that tone and make sure that- yeah. Like damage control and also like let's reevaluate and handle the situation differently. But kind of like my standard as a parent is like when things go poorly, I'm like, let's let's make this funny because because that's funny to me. If I can laugh about it, then I can move on from it. And that's kind of what I'm teaching my kids. So we might be sarcastic with our kids, but our kids, they give it right back. Oh, absolutely. They are hilarious. My second favorite thing to do with it is (laughs) when I see her like cleaning her plate and right after I'll wait until right after she scoops into the garbage, like the last little remnants of food, I'll say to her, hey, are you done eating? And and she'll look at me like, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I I figured so. Thanks for clearing your plate. Just making sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> just yeah. just to keep her on her toes I mean, every it's time. Just, it's we like to have fun with the kids. So, you know, we joke with them. They joke with us. And the funny thing is that their jokes are not great yet. But because they're trying, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, like, I, I feel like we talked about that on a previous episode. Like, the most common joke I hear in my life is knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Banana! That, wow. That's the is whole she joke. in the room with us? Wow. That's the whole joke. And it's funny every time because she does a dance. There's Not a, that you can see it. You can't see it. Can't I like it. making her laugh with, I try to imitate her little butt dance that she does. She does. Where she like leads with her butt cheeks like <laughs> forward. Like that's where her center of gravity is. And that's what I, ta- I, I, I taught like them that, that move at our dance parties. That's, that's good. what we do in our, in our dance parties. We have them almost every day. What we do is we take turns and all of us have to come up with a funny dance move. And then we all have to emulate that, right? So we're all trying out each other's dance moves. So our three-year-old, she has her favorite dance move is the swim. And that's where we all lay on our bellies <laughs> on the hardwood floor. And we kind of army crawl across the floor. It's you our swim move. Right. Through the dirty hardwood but floor, yes. <laughs> I came up and, and we call it the butt wiggle. And that's where you you just do it too much. It's it's too big of a butt wiggle, and oh, it's an excessive it's, butt it's wiggle. It's excessive and it's hilarious. And I came up with it, and now it is a dance party tradition where it's we all do it, and we just crack up laughing. Oh yeah, it's like the thriller dance. Yeah, but it's ours in our house. Yes, you should also teach the kids how to do thriller dance now that we are in the middle of spooky I season. I should absolutely teach them to do that. Now we did get a little sidetracked because we get excited talking about the kids. We. Do get excited talking about yes. things, and we're not respecting our <laughs> listeners by staying on topic. So anyway, back to how we respect yeah, the kids. Uh, right. But so basically, like the way that I see it is that if I want my kids to respect me, I have to respect them. And that means respecting their boundaries. How do we teach kids boundaries? We set boundaries with them and we let them set boundaries with us. And that's kind of a weird thing to try to explain. So in in simplest terms, basically, like say in the mornings, I am not a morning person. I need space in the morning. I am covered in babies all night because I don't ever have a moment to myself. So when I wake up in the mornings, I'm usually very tired and I am really anxious when I first wake up and I I can't really handle a lot of contact. But my my three-year-old is a very clingy little baby and her and I snuggle and hang out all day. She's the one keeping me up all night. So in the morning when I drink my coffee, she will climb up and try to climb in my lap. And and part of it is like, I just really need some space. I deserve it as a person. And also, I drink really hot coffee and I don't want her or me to get burned. Yes. And so I will set that boundary. And I'll say, baby girl, I say, you can sit next to me, but not on top of me next to me and she listens you know because this is this is just kind of our daily thing and i think she she continues to try every now and then because she thinks i'm going to change my mind one morning and when i say sit next to me she is still hip to hip we yes. are still completely it's touching still but full contact i don't have someone directly on top of me and that's important to me and so she is respecting my boundary in that way but it's in the same way my kids if they want to have tickles they say mom can you tickle me and i will until the second they say stop and i stop they never tell me to stop. They won't tell me to stop. They make me keep going. I'm the one that has to be like, please stop. My hand is cramping from tickling your armpits. But that's, I, you know, and I think there's there's differences. And I think that's an interesting thing as well is because I think a lot of times it's like, why do my kids treat my my significant other differently than they treat me? Why why do we have different relationships? Well, we're different people. We're going to have different relationships. And I'm cooler kids. than you. I mean, I'm- no. I think we're both the cool parent, honestly. Yeah, for real. But, Those kids so, are lucky. With, with the kids, there's 
I do a lot of listening. When I was a kid, it was very much if I ever had something to say and my mom didn't want to hear it, my dad didn't want to hear it, it was like, no, just stop. I don't want to hear it. You could have told your brother. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, there was just very much of a silence, kind of still that, that rem reminiscent of children should be seen and not heard like if they were interested in what i had to say i was immediately silenced if i was being disciplined and was like i think you're misunderstanding what i where i'm coming from it was immediately silenced there was stop no back room talking. exactly <laughs> stop back talking me and how small that made me feel like i couldn't it's not back talking i'm trying to have a conversation yeah, i'm trying to explain myself but my parents had no respect for me as a child because i was a child and i didn't know anything i remember when i was a teenager my mom would always say oh yeah you know everything i can't wait till i know everything like you like she was such a jerk about it like i don't think i know everything like i remember thinking that i don't think i know everything i'm just trying to tell you what i'm feeling right now yeah. you know and so even with our kids now it's like if I'm like, hey, what are you doing this for? When I say, what are you doing this for? I don't mean like I'm scolding you for it. I literally mean, can you tell me why you're making the decision? Yeah, like making? what's the reason? What, is, what, what, what do you here? think this is going to accomplish? And if I'm upset about something and one of my kids says, hey, like, no, listen. I'm like, okay, like I'm listening. I am open-minded. Like I want to hear what you have to say because I value my kids' opinions and their experiences and what they have because they they add value into my life they add value into conversations i don't care if it's my three five or nine year old all of them add value into conversations like our three-year-old is so smart not everyone speaks her language but i do i do a little bit i'm <laughs> I, I i can i'm conversational in it i'm not fluent yeah yeah that's fair that's fair but that's especially with the nine year old, because sometimes I'm like, hey, like I'm trying to do this one thing right now and I would love to hear what you have to say, but I need to finish this task. So can you tell me in 10 minutes? And she'll say, well, I actually I just have one thing left to tell you. And she'll say, OK. And she really just tells me one thing and it's like a quick sentence. And well, I'm like, okay. sometimes sometimes that one thing is a 10 minute, 10 minute. One well, thing, if, if it comes to that, I will tell her like, hey, I know this is a really in-depth thing. So can we put a hold in it? And that's kind of the thing is with that respect is I don't want her to think that I actually don't care. So if I have to tell her, like, let's put a pin in it, I will approach her when I'm ready and say, okay, I'm ready for you to tell me about this because I respect her and I want to yeah. hear from her. Like, do I particularly care about every single thing that's ever happened in every chapter of every Warrior Cats book she's ever read? Don't forget about every paragraph on every page. Yeah. Like, no, I don't. I don't. But I care that she cares about it. So I I want to listen. And and it's it's a respect thing. I respect their opinions. I respect their boundaries. And, and I encourage the kids to set boundaries because, like... I, I, as an almost 30-year-old person, struggle to set boundaries. I am, you know that, Jim. No, you, unless it's in the morning before, don't talk to me before no, I've had coffee. No, I'm not coffee. talking about, like, because with you, you and I have, like, a good relationship. I'm saying, like, with friendships and other relationships in my life, like, I can't say no to people. I'm like, even if it's inconveniencing for me, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That I've um, seen. You, you are the, you're the healing friend. You're the, hey, I need advice, and I know you're not qualified to give it, but I'm going to complain to somebody, and you answered the phone, so now you're going to listen. Yeah. You're, no, you're, I you're that I friend. I don't even, like, I don't want to complain about that. Which, again, I, it's not even you complaining about that. That's yeah. just something I, that's an observation right. for me. And, and I'm not complaining about it because you, I You would I never like, tell anyone no. I like that people trust me and come to me, but it's like sometimes I'm like, I'm in a mental crisis 
But I don't know how to set a boundary and say, can we talk about this tomorrow? What, what is that? Is that being an empath? What is, is that what that I is? I don't know, man. Are, are you just know. a pushover? Probably. Is that what this is? Oh, and I, and I mean that with all but due what respect. I, what I'm saying about that, though, is that when I was a child, I do believe if I was given the space to set boundaries, say no, and make decisions for how I spend my time as a child and, and realize when things weren't good for me and to be able to space myself from them when I was growing up, that that would have benefited me now. And so I feel like by giving our kids and encouraging our kids, say no, set boundaries, do those things. It's only going to benefit them later on when they're grown-ups, and those things are important to their mental health. But, Tori, how can you tell your kids to say no? Aren't they going to grow up and be entitled and not listen to their bosses or teachers? No. No? They're not going to listen to them? Oh, no, they are going to listen to them. I'm dad talking here. They are, they are not going to be entitled because I don't put my kids on a pedestal. So that, that's, I think, one of the things is that – I respect my kids and I know my kids respect me because the thing is when I do ask my kids to do things, they, they are compliant with that because I explain to them, like, this is why we need to do this. Like, does my kid want to clean her room? No, no one wants to do that. But at the same time, we talk about it. Like, this is why it's important. And like, don't you feel better when your room is clean? Do you need help cleaning your room? Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. And it really is age dependent. So like with the three-year-old, I'm not going to ask her to do an independent task. I'm going to say, let's clean this up together. You pick up your stuffies and I will pick up this thing, right? With the five-year-old, I can tell her, okay, start here. Start here. You pick up those stuffies first and then you pick that up. And I stay in the room with her, right? So that's more independent, but I'm guiding her. And with our nine-year-old, with our pumpkin pie, if she she could just do it and then she comes and I don't even ask her to ask me to check it but she always is like mom can you make sure that I did a good job and let me know if I missed yeah, anything she does always come for the check and because she respects that 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 is a respect thing she doesn't have to do that but she wants to do a good job like that's valuable to her and I can't ever let her just think that she did a good job on her own I always got to point something out so just keeping her you know keeping her down a peg Timothy, what that's so rude she did a great job. So tell her. <laughs> I do tell her. Yeah, I just say, oh, yeah, you did a great job. You know, pick up that, you know, pick up that one sock that's out of place over there. Other than that, you're good. You can have your iPad, I guess. <laughs> but that's, I mean, I I'm don't mostly know. just joking there, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, think that's, yeah, we just, we like to have fun around here. But that's. We tell jokes. We tell so many jokes. We, 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 we dabble in a bit of revelry. But so I guess like what it what it comes down to, I feel like I'm talking in circles. That happens, but when we talk about mm-hmm. like earning respect from our kids, you know, there there's a process. We do have to earn it. We have to earn it every day. And when when I was a kid, it was weaponized against me. Like, how can I trust you if you broke my trust? How can I trust you if you're hitting me? Like, you know, it goes both ways, bro. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the thing that I was keeping in my mind is that like trust and respect do go both ways in a parent child relationship. And so. I think that's that's what it is. If if we scream at our kid, you need to respect me. Are we stopping to consider? Does our child know what respect is? No, not at that point. Not a real no, version of it. No, and even if it. we even if we read them the definition, do they really know what that means? The- and so, do I think my kids can define respect? No, but do I think my kids respect me? I know they respect me. There's the difference is that our kids respect us, whereas you didn't respect your parents. You feared them. 
Exactly. There is a there's not even a fine line. It's a mile freaking wide. It's yes. just some parents They're, are they don't do you, treat it that way. Do you want your kids to fear you or do you want your kids to respect you? And I want and my I, kids to respect how much they fear me. No, <laughs> but that's I, I think that's going to play into your relationship with your kids when they're grown up. Because if they're afraid of you, they're not going to want to talk to you when yeah. they're grownups. They're not going to want you in their life because they're going to say, I'm done with this. But if they respect you, like, hey, cool, I, I trust you. I trust you and I respect you. So maybe I'm going to call you and ask for help. Like, I don't call my parents when I need help. I just kind of flounder and try to figure it out myself, you know? And Unless it's like automotive, you might call your dad. <laughs> even then, like, I'm like, I'll just bring it to the shop nowadays. Uh but I, I just always try to consider how I felt when I was a kid and I felt mistreated and misrespected. You know, like I was screamed at and disciplined and punished and I, there really was no respect for my parents. And it got to the point when, when we talk about like really angsty teenagers who are acting out. I don't think kids can be inherently bad. Like something is going on there, whether it be something with their mental health because of how they were born or something. When I say how they were born, just like, you know, brain chemistry or like something is happening in their life. Like I do not believe that kids can just be born bad. And so when I was a teenager, I made horrible decisions. I did horrible things. And a lot of that, honestly, it was my acting out. It was the teen angst. So my parents thought it was a me problem. But in reality, it was just like I would lie and hide things and do things just to spite them because I didn't respect them. I didn't care about their opinions. I didn't care about any of it. And not only did I not care about it, but I was angry. Yeah. I was so angry for what my life was. And when you live in a house on fire, it's hard to believe that the whole world isn't on fire. So that's a quote I heard recently, and I really love it. I believe it. I believe that you heard that quote somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but so, I mean... Like growing up the way I did, that was my normal, and that's what I thought the world was like, and and how hard that was for me. It, it got to this point of this teen angst acting out because what did I care about? I wasn't being respected. I was being treated horribly, but demanded respect from like you have to listen to me. You have to do what I say. You live under I said my it. roof. It's yeah. my rules. When you pay the bills, you make the rules. I pay the bills now, and I make the rules, and they're a lot better than yours were, Mom. I wish you'd let me pay <laughs> the bills so I can make some rules. Gosh. Just one. I'll, but that's I'll that the is the thing. Bill. Here is in our home. There, there is no such thing as backtalk. It's called a conversation. When when tensions are high, instead of going for that power struggle route, did you ever hear the word power struggle when you were growing up, Jim? Yeah, because we watched the evening news every day, and there were a lot of conflicts in the Middle East. So I did hear the word a lot. Never, okay. never used in my house for right. anything because that. <laughs> That's a word that involves emotional intelligence, and there was zero of that growing up in my household. See, in my home, whenever I would get upset because I wasn't allowed to say my opinion, I wasn't allowed to do what I wanted, I was not a person. I was property of my parents. And so if I ever tried to talk back, you know have a voice yeah, the, it the, was it, my, my mom would look at me and say this isn't a power struggle i'm gonna win like did you, did you ever get the why do you act like this i'm not don't you talk back to me it's right what, like, yeah, you close you your can't. mouth when you're talking to me right so all of what? these questions are rhetorical but if i don't answer i'm ignoring you yeah. so literally no matter what i do i'm wrong if you don't answer it <laughs> then you're you're being disrespectful if you do answer it then you've got a sass mouth and right like, like there's literally it it's I think it's when parenting comes from a place of anger because yeah. I and I I do I can understand it because parenting can be so incredibly frustrating because we're 
we're dealing with our feelings and dealing with our kids' feelings. And it's such a selfless act to be able to do the gentle parenting thing. Yeah. Because you have to let go of how you feel for a moment. Not forever. Because as parents, I still have feelings. Jim still has feelings. We get frustrated. But it's a very self-aware moment to not take that frustration out on the child. Yeah. It's to understand they are a child and they need to be parented, not screamed at. And so it takes a lot of self-awareness to do that. But when I was a kid, if I was upset about something, my mom would say, well, this isn't a power struggle. Like, I'm going to win. So there was no there was no point in me ever trying to discuss anything with her because I was never going to get anything I wanted. And so, like, in our home, there is no power struggle because if, if one of my kids is upset, I'm not going to meet them there. And maybe I will, honestly, like, because I have feelings. Like, maybe I'm upset, too. But once I have that moment of self-awareness, because I feel like everyone, when you're really upset, you have that moment of self-awareness. And you're like, why am I acting like this way right now? Like, why yeah, am I being but like this? I'm the kind of person who just says, nope, I'm in it. Double down. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know that. <laughs> Jim and I have like a thing in our house when one of us is being a jerk and we're like, can you just stop being a jerk right now? What did we, and it's not, we used to say something. And we're not going to say what we used to say because it's actually um, uh, vulgar. I don't remember even I will what tell it was. you later. I'm All not, right. not going to say air. it. It's vulgar. It's, <laughs> it's not offensive. It's vulgar. There's no, a difference. Wasn't it, wasn't it a, an acronym yep, or something? Yep, it was. I'm going to text it to you right now. <laughs> I'm going to text it to you. All right. Let All me right. play some hold music while you text me. Do, 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 do. Skip it, pop, pop, pee, da, pop. Respect. Respect. Skip it, pop, pop, pee, da, pop. Rip it, up, pop, pop, Oh, yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can, we got to bring that back. We have to bring that back. But honestly, it's a way for Jim and I. This this acronym I will not share. And again, <laughs> it is not offensive or hurtful to anyone. It just has a, a vulgar word in it, so I can't say it. Here. And this is a G-rated family this is podcast. A G-rated, this is a G-rated podcast, so I can't say the word here because we don't cuss here. But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna spell it for them. No, it's we're not gonna do that. Okay, it's we're gonna stop. say stop. All right, that's fine. No, don't say the word. <laughs> I'm gonna have to bleep this out. I don't have censoring <laughs> tools on here. Anyway, anyway, let's go. Uh, so <laughs> we do this with each other because we it, it is respect over pride in our house. So if one of us is being kind of a jerk, we will literally be like, hey, stop. And and we have to be like, even if we're in a really grumpy mood, we take that moment to be like, mm, you're right. And, and then there's that moment of like, yeah, I'm going to take accountability. Like, I am being a jerk, so I'm just going to take some space right now so that I'm not being mean. And and that is so important, and our kids see that. Our kids see that. With, like, it's this accountability. If one of us is being a jerk, we're like, I'm sorry, I'm being a jerk right now. And we see that from our kids, too, because that's their normal. And so there's no power to, – to circle back, there was no power struggle ever because if, if one of our kids is really elevated, like, I'm lowering my tone. I'm lowering that demeanor to, like, where that – like a productive communication and conversation can happen like it isn't back talk we just the kids need to be heard and a lot of times when our kids are getting elevated 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 and screaming it's because they don't feel like they're being heard so if we're meeting them there like I don't want to have a yelling match with a nine-year-old you know yeah because they have those little fresh lungs there's no way we're winning there's no way we're winning but that's one of the things that I tell the kids is if they are really upset like hey I'm talking to you can you talk to me can you talk to me how you want me to talk to you? Like, can we take a breath? Like, we can wait. We can wait to communicate. 
that's fine. But right now, how we're talking to each other, it isn't going to work and no one's going to feel better. And it's taking that moment because kids understand that. Kids are listening because their parents are, in a way, their world. You know, they are relying on us for everything. So if your kiddo is like really, really, really upset and you go and you meet them there, like I understand how easy it is to do that. I don't want to shame anyone for it because I've done it too. But when you realize, like, why am I yelling at my kid who's yelling at me? Just you can just stop, like mid sentence, like mid sentence. You can literally just stop, and you can reevaluate. Like you don't have to finish that conversation right then. You can you can just take a break. It's okay to do that, and and just figure out how you actually want to handle the situation. That's that's what I've done. And then, you know, we end up having that conversation and it's like, hey, like, I'm sorry if I was being a jerk. I'm sorry if I yelled at you. And the kids, they they feel bad, too, because they are kids like kids have a full range of feelings. So they they understand. And when you're coming to them and treating them like a full human, they're going to meet you there. Yeah. So instead of meeting our kids when they're at their worst, like at their worst and screaming back at them, like, let's get them to meet us where we want them to be. Exactly. And that's that's kind of just one of the things I do. And that's where that mutual respect comes from, because we don't use words to hurt people in this home. That is an important thing. Like Jim and I cuss all the time, but we never use those cuss words to hurt somebody. We don't. Stupid is not a word that is hurt in our house. Dumb is not a word like we don't use hurtful words in our house, period. Well, sometimes when I'm playing Rocket League. Oh, my goodness. You in Rocket League. That's true. Uh, that is the time I'm, like, scolding Jim. I'm like, can you stop? I tell him I, t- I treat him like how I treat the kids when they're yelling at their games. And I deserve it because I, I act do. very childish when you I'm playing do. online games. I literally, the other day, I'm, like, doing something, and, and I was upstairs, and Jim's playing Rocket League downstairs. I literally went downstairs. I looked at him. I said, if you keep screaming at your game, we're going to have to take a break. <laughs> if you can't handle we it, are, you're going to lose it. If you can't handle your feelings while we're playing the game, we need to stop <laughs> playing the game. And I said, no, I don't want to. I'm, I'm winning. Yeah. <laughs> and you said it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> but really, like, what it, what it comes down to, I think, is that, like, our kids want to be heard. And when our kids respect us, they're more likely to listen. Like, even if they're not happy about it. Like, if my kid doesn't want to clean the room, they don't want to do their homework, like, whatever. If I can respect them and say, like, hey, I understand that this sucks that you have to do this. I am here for you. I'm yeah. empathizing with you. And I understand where you're coming from. I agree with you. They're more likely to do the thing. If I'm like, hey, I understand. It sucks to have to clean your room. But this is why we have to do it. Like, they clean the room. And yeah. there's no argument. Like, they can complain about it. I'm never going to stop my kid from complaining about a thing they don't want to do so long as they're doing it, you know? And even if they want to complain before they do it, like, that's that's venting. That's healthy. Like, I, I just, I support it, you know? I treat my kids like humans. Like, they're they're not full-grown humans. They're not old humans. But they're they're totally formed humans. They are fully formed. Well, I mean, they're growing. They'll, they'll get there. Yeah, they're, they'll get there. I mean, like, you know, they're... They're people. They're people, too. I treat them like people. Children are people, too. Wow. Right. Well, here's the thing that I think the biggest takeaway from all of this that I kind of get is, you know, there there is the saying respect is earned, not given. But I also think respect is earned. But in a lot of it, respect is learned because they do see and really they see what their behavior should be. And we want them to model their behaviors after us because kids are just a mirror of you. You know, right. what what you say, the kids are going to say. 
That's why our the beanie baby, the youngest, will come and she'll be like, ah, I'm super frustrated. Yeah. Like she'll say that. Frustrated though. She'll say, "I'm so very frustrated," and it's like, "That's okay. You can be frustrated." That is okay. Thank you for telling me that. Yep. So I think it's. I think we're teaching them to be good. I think teaching them to feel feelings. And and, and that's the thing that I get too. Is sometimes folks ask me, like, "What about people in authority? How are you going to teach them to respect them?" Well, I I teach them to respect everybody. Literally, we teach them to respect everybody, no matter who they are, where they're from. Whatever, like it's literally, it's a universal. It doesn't matter respect. who you are, it's kind of where just you're like, from, what you've done, <laughs> as long as you respect me. But it's it's literally just that. It's we start with respect. We treat people well with kindness, and then we kind of gauge what we should do next based on someone else's behavior. You know, and that's not to say we treat people badly if they treat us badly, but we can kind of determine how we feel about that person from then on. So. You know, my kids respect their teachers because their teachers are incredible people who deserve that respect and they listen because they care and they know that listening to people in authority is important. But my kids are respecting, you know, authority figures in their life from a place of actual respect, not a place of obedience. Yeah. And and I think that's important because it's a like a personal feeling of respect is a lot deeper than a place of obedience. Of blind obedience to a an authority place, figure. Right. A place of fear, a place of obedience. Yeah. Our kids care. They're not afraid. And I think that's a beautiful thing. That is very beautiful. And so are you. Oh, so are you. Oh, thank you. My hair uh-huh. matches yours, and we are twinsies. So. Twins. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to see our matching hair. If you want to see it, you can check out our TikToks. You are at Tori Phantom on the I am TikTok. I at Tori Phantom at Tori.Phantom on Instagram, at Tori Phantom on Instagram. You find Tori Phantom on Facebook. I am Tori Phantom everywhere, friends. I am at Jim Beard on TikTok. I am at Jimmy Nips on Instagram. I've started a new spooky aesthetic Instagram, at Jimothy Strange. I also have a second TikTok. It is at Jimothy Strange as well. I also have a I'm Twitter. I'm about this. That's at Jimothy Strange. I haven't done a whole lot with them, just a little bit. I was starting to post a spooky <laughs> fact of the day every day for Spooktober, but then that whole Facebook thing went right, down and I didn't get yeah. to post that day, and then I'm just incredibly lazy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, if you just find me on TikTok, I feel like a lot of our friends are here from TikTok. Like, yeah. Let's take a look at my link tree. You, hey, you they're lovely TikTok friends. You, we love you. It's there. You can find I, it I all. You just heard my phone hit the floor. That was just, just the phone. You shouldn't dropped. be on your phone when we're I having our I wasn't on ticked. my phone. My phone was on my lap, and it just you slipped. You barely have a lap. What are you talking about? That's the about? problem. That's why I just fell off of my lap. All right. So Anyway, you think we should you, put this now, thing to bed? Now that you put your phone on the floor, let's put this okay. thing to bed for sure. All right, sweetie. Let's. We're going to quiet down. Now we're going to stop dropping stuff on your face. Let's take some slow, deep breaths. Yes. Now close your eyes and think about a bunch of sheep. Just think yeah, about what are those sheep eating? Oh, I know sometimes it's hard to fall asleep, but we no. can count. Oh, you can smell yeah, the sheep? Count the sheep. Yeah, You've never even smelled a sheep. Hey,